What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Now, this is our, what, ninth day of the detox? The tenth day of the detox? Um, Today, I don't know. Everything is all foggy for me right now, so I'm not quite sure. Well, if you don't know, we uh, started a detox. It's a 30-day detox. Now, this detox is not to lose weight. It's to... Um, what should I say to detoxify? Yeah, detoxify. There you go. <laughs> detoxify our system, meaning, um, we want to kind of give your body a break and just let your body repair itself. Your kidney, your intestines, your liver, your heart, everything that's working inside. We're kind of just taking a break from it breaking down food. So what we're doing is we're doing a thirty day detox where we're eating, uh, pretty much fruits, water fruits for thirty days. Yeah. And that includes avocado, uh, kiwi, uh, watermelon with seeds, grapes with seeds, and a host of others. And I mean, I feel a lot lighter. I, I've lost, um, I think I was 192 and now 175. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't necessarily do it to lose weight. Now, Gia is definitely not trying to lose weight. And she, how many pounds have you lost, baby? Um, now about six and a half. Six and a half. So, uh, Gia has to eat more. She has to eat more fruit. She has to eat like every three hours to make sure that weight stays on because the water fruit just pretty much just goes right through you. I th- I would say. Yeah. You know, there was one day where I almost broke the detox because I woke up and I looked in the mirror and my face was thinner. Right. And I kind of feel like... My face is looking a little skeletal lately mm-hmm. because I'm dropping so much weight that like my cheekbones are like a little prominent right now. I already have high cheekbones. Right. So now it, you know, it there it's just very, I don't know. It's very, um, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't happy with the way that I was looking. So right. I and you were lit- like, fuck that. I'm going to get a piece of steak. I'm getting a steak right now. <laughs> Give me macaroni. Give me chicken. Tell the truth. You're like, you need to break this detox. You need you, you need a piece of chicken. No, you know what it is with, with you? And, and this is not a diss to you. When it comes to me and things I have to do, I'm pretty easy in doing it. Like if I can't eat a certain food, I just don't eat it. And I don't think about it. You base your whole, I don't want to say base your whole life, but food lives around you. Like you love food lives around me. So Absolutely. I just got like cows and chickens and birds flying around me. Pretty much. That's just how it works. Pretty much. Like I'm like, walking around. It's just like food living around. Yeah. Me. You're the person oh, that will eat steak for breakfast. You eat uh, a, a whole. They already burger. know you have been very clear to everybody about my eating habits. You don't right. have to go over it again. You get disrespectful. You have a bowl of ice cream at 9 a.m. That's what you do. So the fact that you said, uh, you know, fuck this, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ending this. I was like, I, I understood because I know how you are. And when I mean food lives around you. But it wasn't because of that. It, it was, I mean, don't get me it wrong. It was a little bit too. You love, you you miss your food. No, I definitely miss my food and I was absolutely complaining every day about are. being hungry and starving because, you know, for me, I was feeling as though there was only but so much fruit that I could eat. Like I, I'm finding it very difficult to eat fruit six times a day. Right. Just that's very difficult for me, especially considering my eating habits. And you and I are very different. 
you are a very disciplined person. Correct. You've always been very disciplined. I'm not a very disciplined person. To be honest, my personality is more so I do what I want when I want. Regard like that is just my personality. You, you're a lot more regimented than right. I am. So this is a lot more difficult for me than it is for you. But for someone that is interested in losing weight, whew, I can't believe how good this works. Yeah, it does work. Like, I mean, you got to be disciplined. It's not it's not like you just can't say, okay, I'm going to lose the weight. No, you got to be disciplined. You got to do it, but you will lose the weight. You will see the difference. And like I said, uh, and <laughs> by any means necessary, we don't get a part of, of, of the detox and the doctor stuff. This is something that I just heard them talk about and I said, let's try it. And it's really working. And it's the detoxnow.com. Like I said, we don't get a PC. We don't get a percentage. We don't get a we don't oh, yeah. own the company. Yeah, we're not. Spo- they're not sponsoring, no, sponsoring this anything. podcast. They're not sponsoring us at all. This not is, yet anyway. <laughs> but this is, you know, absolutely something that we're doing generally for our health. And we're sharing it with you because this is what we're going through. So that day. Rashawn was really trying to encourage me to break the detox. Right. You know, because he was like, you really need to eat. Like, you can really see the way. I'm one of those people like, I have to eat like a savage just to maintain my weight. Correct. You know, I lose weight easily. If I am stressed for two days or if I'm preparing for something for a couple of days, I will lose weight. And drop it like this. Right. And with this, and I mean, it's only been today's. So what is today? Is today? I, I really need to know because I have to rationalize every day getting through it. I have to it's say. day 10. Right. So anyway, when he encouraged me to lose, I mean, to um, break the detox, I said, you know, I really don't want to because we're, we're already on. And that might have been day five or day six. Uh-huh. I said, you know, we're one fifth of the way through. I don't want it to be for nothing. Like I feel as though, and this is not the right word, but I kind of was like, I feel like I've suffered for like the past five days and I don't want it to be for nothing. I said, before I just break it, let me call the doctors and see if, you know, there's an adjustment that I can make to gain more weight or whatever. So I got on the phone, I called Jesse and she is, I've never seen someone that will make themselves more available right. than these three people. Um, when I called her, she was on her way to North Carolina when I called her the first time. When she, when I called her back because I had another question, she was at a carnival yeah, I think or a, a festival. carnival or even Six Flags or something like that. And she, she told me she was either at a carnival or a festival. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, call me back. She's like, no, 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 I'm sitting down. Don't worry. I can, you know, just block everything out and, and talk to you. And let me tell you, she got the other two doctors on three-way. Well, I guess it, technically it was four-way. Mm-hmm. And they spent about half an hour talking me out of breaking the detox off the ledge yes absolutely yes they went into why it's good for me and why my body needs it and that i'm going to thank the detox later and it's so important that i don't break it and i mean they had me feeling like i just had no willpower they didn't do that intentionally obviously but Unintentionally, I'm like, wow, I need to, you know, be more willful. And I said, okay, 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 I'm, I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna hold on. Right. And now we're, I guess, day ten, we're a third of the way through. Correct. 
Um, and I'm really, really, I, I never, ever pat myself on the back, but damn it, I'm patting myself on the back for this one because this is one of the hardest things that I have ever had to do. I'm not even kidding. And it's right. only day 10. Right. But you're putting your mind to it and you're getting it done. And, and that's the best thing. I think the thing with you is you like warm food. And with right. this detox, there is, well, for, we thought there was no warm food because all you're eating is, is avocado and fruit. Hold on. Up to today, I've probably had 82 avocados. I'm not even kidding. I think me too. Every day, I've probably had like 10 avocados. And that's good for you. That's good for you. But now they gave you recipes to make some warm food. Now you're eating buttermilk squat. I don't even know what that Ooh. is. I didn't try it. Well, I tried yeah, a little bit of yours, but, but I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, I think that's what was so hard about it. Not having warm food, just eating cold. Like I'm like, I need something that feels like a meal. So I texted Jesse, and she told me that I could do something like butter, butternut squash. Butternut. I said buttermilk, butternut yeah. squash. Butternut squash. Um, and I've never had that before. I've been to many restaurants before. I've seen it on the menu, mm-hmm. especially seasonally. Like going into the fall, a lot of restaurants will offer it. And I'm like, Ooh, who the hell eats that? I squash no, don't even sound right. I don't but even that's know what just me. Is. I don't yeah, even know what yeah, squash like, looks like. Who would never eat that? But I'm like, I need some hot food. So all it was um, was coconut milk. Okay. You put the butternut squash. Well, I, I mean, I didn't. I don't really know the exact recipe how it's made. I pretty much handed the recipe to Irma and she was like, okay, I'll go grab the ingredients. Right. And, and she made it for me. But pretty much, um, I believe that, you know, in some way, shape or form, you heat coconut milk over the stove. You add the squash, you, you know, heat it until the squash gets, you know, in a melty type of form or soft enough. Then you put it in a blender to puree it. You put it back on the stove, heat it up a little bit more serve it hot right and i seasoned the hell out of that butternut squash garlic powder the red hawaiian salt and um cayenne pepper is saving my life right now right because it makes everything hot and spicy so it kind of makes it feel like it's i don't want to say real food because that's so misleading but we we got the type of food that i'm used to eating so the butternut squash was actually pretty good and i was so grateful for something warm i like damn near picked up the bowl and put it to my lips and just like ingested the entire thing um and the other thing was something that i was so unfamiliar with i was ready to call it quinoa i called it quinoa (laughs) i was like what the hell some quinoa i called it quinoa (laughs) but it's called quinoa right it's called quinoa and i was just totally confused by what it was i couldn't believe that it was a fruit i absolutely if anything, it looks like it's some kind of vegetable. Well, I said it's plant-based. It's plant-based. But it's a fruit. It is? It's very clear. Yes. We texted her and asked her. I'm like, um. You sure? I texted her and asked. Now you're going to pick up your phone. You yeah, don't believe check. me. Because uh, I yes. Googled it. I thought it was plant-based. No. Well, I don't know what Google told you, but Jesse told me that quinoa is a fruit. Oh. In some way, shape, or form, it is a fruit. So, it's, um... I don't even know how to explain it. It looks interesting, but when you eat it, it feels kind of like uh, brown rice to me. Rashawn, trust me, I'm I'm telling you, I would never give misinformation. That's you. Go ahead, keep going, because I I, could have sworn I looked this sucker up. Are you you going back to texts or are you Googling? I'm Googling. As it said, quinoa, whatever it's called. Quinoa. Yeah, that is a flowering plant. In the, what is it? 
Amaranth family. It has a, a, hic- a, a I'm not going to try to register, a herbicous annual plant grown as grain crop, primarily for its edible season. It's not a grass, but rather a botanical related spinach. See, it's not necessarily. I don't remember. Go this. to our text. I went to our text. Jesse said that it is a fruit. No, I don't. I think you're that wrong with part, that, baby. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Call Jesse and tell her she's wrong. I, I don't see it here where she said it was a fruit, though. Okay, now you're starting to make me upset. You can cook the quinoa. Now you're gonna see. Now hold on. I'm and sorry, have people, the taste but of he's fruits not gonna sit on here and top. Tell me that I'm wrong because yeah, it, it it does not say it's high in calories and delicious. It never. They never said it was a fruit, baby. The, Rashawn, don't say that. I am telling you. Okay, see this. This is where you make me upset. Go ahead. When read I it. tell you that I remember something yeah, and I it. tell you something is a fact. It's a fact. I'm not saying that quinoa is a fa- is a fruit as a fact. I'm telling you that factually, Jesse said that it's a fruit. Then read it. Um, because I don't see it on in our, our text at all. You texted her. How come we can eat quinoa if it's not a fruit, Jesse? Quinoa is a fruit. Me. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Look, because now you're starting to make me mad. All right. Let me look. Very clearly, quinoa is a fruit. Go ahead and read it. Um, where do you see? Oh wait, quinoa. I gave it to you. Why are you How scrolling? I, I handed it to you. If it's not a fruit, quinoa is okay. All right, I was wrong. I meant when I'm wrong. Damn it! I just want to make sure we're giving the people the right shit. You telling me that? Oh, you making sure that we're giving the people the right stuff? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna leave that right there. Leave it right there. I'm gonna leave that right there. But go ahead. Um. So anyway, I seasoned that, and that was actually. Really good. Technically, um, as we shared with you guys before, um, organic grape tomatoes or organic cherry tomatoes is something that we can eat. So I chopped that up and I seasoned that and I ate that with the quinoa and that was actually good. That's something that I can eat even off the detox as like a healthy snack. Right. But so it's kind of like rice with chopped tomatoes. And when I was eating that today, I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow. I feel like I'm like a child of the wilderness right now. A child of the wilderness? Yeah, I felt like I'm eating, I'm sitting here eating like grains and berries. You feel like a hippopotamus? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't know about a hippo. I don't know what they eat, but I'm sitting, I'm looking at my plate and there's like avocado and grain. Well, it felt like grains and tomato. And then I got butternut squash and then there's pineapples and watermelon. And I'm like, this is my meal. You know, I'm like, wow, I feel like. I'm on one of those reality shows where they just dump you in the forest. Well, not really the forest, right? But I'm just going to say. No, we know what you mean. <laughs> the forest. And you have to just, you know, fend for yourself right. and start picking stuff off of trees and out of the ground. I feel, like, ground and feel like, like that. Heating it, you know, with a man-made fire and like, all right, this is this is how I'm going to survive. That's kind of how I feel. But at least you know you can survive because if they dropped us in the forest before, we'd be fucked. We would be F-U-C-K-E-D. Now we know we can eat fucking yes, food off the very trees true. and all that other stuff. <laughs> I feel like a squirrel. Like, I feel like I'm just grabbing little pieces of fucking fruit and, and, and whatever it is and just eating and keeping it moving. That's what I feel like. Right. So for me, after day two of eating the hot food, I stopped like progressively losing weight. So maybe two or three days ago, I had already lost six pounds. And today I'm still at the loss of six pounds. Okay. So, you, so I'm, but you're eating more it too. It stopped me from losing weight. And, Good. Yeah. Well, I wasn't eating that much because I was just tired of fruit. Gotcha. Like I was just tired of it. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to detox and I'm not going to 
I'm just going to eat what I feel like eating. But I was too, I was honestly too busy complaining. And what I realized also, and this is just a good, um, a good note on life. I was kind of talking myself out of the detox every day right? by feeling so negatively and professing that negativity with my mouth every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hungry. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. Oh my gosh, I need a steak. Oh my, like I was just speaking negatively and it was perpetuating how I felt about right. it, which was negatively. But when I you know, and this has only been about two days that I switched, but I realized that I'm like, you know what, if I'm approaching this negatively and constantly complaining Mm -hmm. and constantly thinking about food, well, obviously we're eating food, but constantly thinking about the food that I'm used to eating, you know, this isn't going to go well for me and it's going to worsen my experience. I need to think about it positively. I need to look at my plate and, you know, be happy about the food that I'm eating. Right. Realize all the good that I'm doing for myself. Realizing mm-hmm. the vacation that, you know, we really are putting our bodies on. Correct. And understand and trust that at the end of the 30 days, I would have done so much good for myself that it would be all worth it. Just like Jesse and the doctors have said. Right. So that has given me a little bit of encouragement. So you know, it kind of taught me a little lesson, even though we're only a third of the way through, mm-hmm. that it's important to just be positive in life. Absolutely. When you complain, complain and complain and focus on the things that aren't making you happy, you focus on the negativity, you really make it worse. And just in two days, changing my frame of thought right. has really helped me. That's you dope. know, so I kind of want to share that with everybody. And I want to thank um, Jesse and the two doctors for taking the time to encourage me, you know, because I mean, I, I can't, it, it's, it would be very difficult for me to drop everything I'm doing to talk somebody off the ledge right. or every time that they have a random question to be there and not only to be there, but to be there enthusiastically. Yeah. Well, they don't only just want to make money because I'm sure they will make money, but they also want to encourage and help people to live a healthier life. So, so important to them. That's their goal. And, yes. and, and they're sticking to that goal. And I definitely appreciate them for that. And again, we're not getting paid for this or nothing like that. Um, and if you want to check it out, you can. It's thedetoxnow.com. And once again, we're not getting paid. This is, you know, we're not getting a check. We're not getting anything yet. Just joking. But Why do you keep saying stop that? Because you never know. That's they ridiculous. might say, hey, we want to add you to the team. And then it, a month from now, we might be like, okay, well, now we're part of the team. But I just, but right now, we just, whoa, we do whoa, it. part of a team. You are bugging. Like when this 30 days is over, no, you, <laughs> whoa. You can't do that. You got to continue to I eat. I might healthy. do this. I mean, I, I think maybe once a year. Is that the recommendation? Twice a year. Yeah, don't talk to me about no extra detoxes after this. Like this is I, this is gonna be it. But this, you know, this is my second one. I did a seven day. That's why days. I said, don't try to rope me into any of your other shenanigans. We definitely got to do another this is one good for me. later on in the year. Maybe maybe only a seven day, but just to make sure, we should do at least twice a year. But anyway, we should try. Don't look at me like no, that. Let, let's get, let me get through this one before you even start talking about anything else. Okay, let, right. let me make it through this one. All right. Well, also. And also, you know, wait, let me give everyone their Instagrams because, you, you know. just tell people to follow you because you, to read all three of them is going to be a lot. You should no, just it's, tell just, it's, it's really quick. Okay, it's, go ahead, baby. Yeah, I'm going to tell people because, you know, if I were listening, I would probably want to look at pictures and 
you know, they have recipes and, you know, different things. So, you know, if someone's interested in doing it, then they might not want to just go to the website. They might want to actually see more like real life things. So, um, Jesse's is at Jesse with a G, G G-E-S-S-I-E-T-U-G. So at Jesse Tug. And then the next one is Dr. Amun. So it's at Dr underscore A-M-U-N and at Dr. Amsu. So that's at D-R dot A-M-S-U. So if you're interested in, you know, checking out their Instagrams, you guys now have the handles. Let's go. All right. Now, um, you know, we talk about our life a lot. And this week, you know, something crazy happened. And when we first talked about this, we got so many emails and so many DMs. And the me email, by the way, is thekccrew at gmail.com. If you have questions or you want to send us an email, that's T-H-E-E-K-C-Crew at gmail.com. But when we talked about this subject, we got a lot of emails about your mom having dementia. Yes. And we had an episode that was crazy a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. You want to explain to people what happened? Because I was fake sleeping. No, I'm going to let you explain because I'd ra- I'll just I'll, let me let you explain. OK, well, um, you know, we've been working like crazy the last couple of weeks, just doing everything from spring cleaning to with the kids. Uh, our nanny Irma is leaving for six weeks. So we have a, a, a lady that's here that started to work for us. So we're trying to fill her in and taking her on the school on the kids uh, school routes and showing her where the grocery stores are and where the kids go swimming. Just trying to fill her in as fast as yeah, possible. We're, we're trying to do like a like a speed training right right now. So she's. She's living with us as well, and she's going to be taking over Irma's spot for the six weeks. Right. And and even with the detox, the detox, you know, they, they make, they I'm not going to say they make, but they suggest that you get a lot of sleep. And I think with the detox, I just don't have, um, I don't want to say as much energy, but I guess I'm tired. I go to sleep early now. Rashawn, I'm going to be honest with you. There's mm-hmm. no difference in your energy level. Really? Yeah, no. Well, I, I feel tired. Like, I feel like now I go to bed so early. I don't know what it is. Mm-mm. You are going to bed the same that you were going to bed. Really? But yeah. And I can speak from an honest place. I have the same amount of energy. I just knew that I was me walking around like, woe is me. And I have the same amount of energy. Mm. But what I will tell you, just to piggyback on... Um, the earlier topic is I feel like my stomach is shrunk. You know, and they say when you eat less, that your stomach shrinks to right. accommodate the amount that you're eating. So now, even though I'm eating fruits, I get full very quickly, Me too. which is also why I think I'm losing the weight. Mm, me too. But I've been going, I feel like I've been going to sleep earlier now. Um, and I've been feeling better when I get, when I'm getting up, maybe, you know, now I'm in bed early, but when I get up, I have more, I feel better in the morning. Oh, okay. Before yeah. in the morning, I felt tired. I felt sluggish. I felt slow. Now I have a lot of energy in the morning, but when it's time for me to go to bed at night, I'm knocked out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, one night when, when, when we're sleeping, uh, your mother comes in the room mm-hmm. and she says, I, you know, I'm now I'm, knocked out now hold on i'm just this is a warning what i know it's funny but don't get knocked out okay that's all i'm gonna say you shouldn't talk to your listeners like that i'm talking to you i'm making this very clear i'm making this very clear it's funny but don't get knocked out but go ahead so your mom comes in the room and says gia wake up and you wake up and now i'm fake sleeping at this point (laughs) 
Yeah, she I goes, knew you were fake sleeping. Hell yeah, because I was like, I knew you were fake sleeping. I was like, I'm not dealing with this. She goes, there's a man downstairs staring at me, and he said he's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, mom, there's no man downstairs. You, go, go back to sleep. I did. That wasn't, it definitely so you, wasn't you that simple. story because I was sleeping. It definitely wasn't, mom, there's no man downstairs. Go so back to sleep. So she came into the room. She tapped me and she was like, Kia. She was like, wake up. There's a man downstairs and he said he's going to kill me. And I said, where exactly did you see this man? And the first time she said, well, he's in the family room. Now this is like one in the morning. Yeah. The, yes. This time it was like one in the morning. And I said, in the family room, I said, well, let me check the cameras and let me see if he's still here. So I checked the cameras for her. I said, mommy, there's no man here. I said, if he was here, he's gone. Now, obviously, I knew that there was no man here. We have all types of alarm systems and motion detectors and dogs. our dogs. Yeah, and yeah. we got sensors with lasers outside. Like you can't take three steps on our property without some kind of alert going off. And we also have security at our house. Right. So you. Like, it's just not even possible at this point. And so I knew that it was either a hallucination or a dream that right. she believed was actuality. So, you know, I checked the camera. I said, no, if he was here, he's gone, mom. And she said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. And I said, you know, are you sure that it wasn't somebody in the house that maybe you're mistaken for you know, because a lot of people live here, right? right. We got, a lot of people live here. Um, she said, no. I said, well, if he was here, mom, I'm sure that he's gone. So come, let me take you back to bed. So I get up. I take her back to bed. I sit with her for about 15 minutes. I tuck her in and then she seemed okay. And then she left. 20 minutes later. I don't know if it was 20 minutes, an hour. I went back to sleep. So it was 20 minutes later. Some about a time later, she comes back into the room. And now, mind you... If you didn't, if you weren't around for the episode where we talked about dementia, when she has these hallucinations or these bouts of paranoia or dreams or whatever it is that she's perceiving as reality, if she's having it a second time, she never realizes that she had it the first time. So each time that it happens, it's as though it's the first time. Correct. So she came into the room again and said, Gia, there's some men in my room and, and they're trying to kill me. I said, what do you mean? She said, yeah, they're in there and they're trying to kill, kill me. And I said, well, mom, they let you come in here and tell me that they were trying to kill you and then wanted you to come back with, the, with my response. And she looked at me like, She's like, I don't know, but they're definitely trying to kill me. Right. And I said, well, what happened? She said, I woke up and they were just hovering over my bed, staring at me, trying to intimidate me. I said, well, when that happened, what did you do? She said, I got my ass out of the bed and I came in here. I said, okay. I was like, well, let me, let me get up, you know? And now, the, now I'm sitting in there shaking my head because Gia is really having a conversation with her. Instead of saying, okay, mom, let me look. Gia's asking, and then what did they say? And then what did they look like? And then right. they allowed you to do this? Like, Gia is like, what's, who's a famous author? I don't know who's a famous author, but that's Gia. Because Gia wants to write everything fucking down like it's a diary. But go ahead. Well, what you have to understand is that you and I know that that is not what's actually happening. But in my mother's mind, that is very true. 
And that is what is happening. That is what she just walked away from. That is her reality. Okay. So I can't talk to her from a place of being the knowing party and her being the unknowing party. I have to get into her world and treat her as though what she believes is true is true. Right. Do you understand? Uh Because if I don't, then she's going to feel as though I'm talking to her like a child. She's going to feel as though I'm being condescending. She's going to believe as though what she knows is reality is being looked at as a lie or a made up story. Can you imagine how that would make someone someone feel kind of like in those movies where, you know, someone's in this warp state of reality and they're trying to convince you know, everyone around them that, you know, the world really is going to blow up or, you know, the alien really is real or like whatever. And you're watching the movie and you want to tell all of the same people, no, the alien really is real. The alien really is real. And everybody's like, nah, like, well, you about to get eaten by the alien. You just don't know it's because you were all cocky. You didn't want to listen. But that's the that's the place that she's coming from. Like, this is real to her. So I have to talk to her as though. It is real. You know, she has no idea that she has dementia. You know, we're in the knowing state because we know that she has dementia. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. So I, you ha- I have to get on her level. So that's why I was having those conversations with her. So then the second time I got out of bed, I checked everything and um, did the same thing. Went downstairs. I showed her the dog. Uh-huh. You know, I even took her. Eric is Eric lives here. So I went downstairs. I took her to Eric. I said, is this the person that you saw? You know, I didn't know if he might have gotten up in the middle of the night and she saw him or, you know, she was roaming around the house and saw him. I didn't really know what it was. Right. So she said, no, that's and so this shocked me because she doesn't remember anyone. If I introduce her to you. 52 times on the 53rd time, she's going to smile, give you a compliment and act like she never seen you before because Correct. she doesn't remember. <laughs> she surprised me. She was like, no, that's Eric. He's a nice man. I love him. She was like, it's not him. He would never try to intimidate me. I said, okay, mama. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So. so anyway, long story short, I tucked her back in bed. I stayed with her for another 15 or 20 minutes. I got in bed. Now the third time. 15 minutes later, she comes back in. Was, no, it was not 15 minutes later. This was more around like three o'clock in the morning. So felt like 15 minutes. No, it wasn't. So I'm, I'm asleep again. She comes back in the room and she's like, Gia, there's some men down the hall and they said they're going to kill me. And I said, mama, are you okay? Because this time she seemed kind of freaked out. And she was like, I don't know what to do. You better get the gun. <laughs> That's what she said? Yeah. Oh I, mean, I don't even think she knows that we have guns, but she was like, you better get the gun. And I was like, okay. I said, well, so now at this point I get up with her immediately and I go into her room and I said, well, you know what, mom? I go through the whole spiel again. I said, you know what, mom? If you see them again, you just scream. Right. She's like, well, if I scream, they're going to shoot me. I said, okay. I said, listen, don't worry about it. I went through a whole conversation with her again and I tucked her in. I said, listen, nothing is going to happen to you. She was like, you don't believe me, do you? I said, of course I believe you. She said, well, I tell you what, if they kill me, you're next. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what? 
were better you than me. <laughs> she was like, basically like, oh, you non-believer? Well, when I'm de- laying here dead and bleeding out, you, your husband, and them babies are next. So you better take me seriously. Right, right. Rashad, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just had to laugh. I just... I said, Mommy, I believe you. <laughs> it's not that. I right. just, I'm trying to tell you because I showed her the cameras. I showed her the dog. I showed her Eric. I showed her the video of our security guard. I showed her everything. I'm like, we're, like don't worry. Like, we're, we're okay. Like, if they're here, they're going to just, they're, they're, they're going to perish. Like, don't worry. Like, it, right, right, right. We have everything in place. And she was just like, All right. And then I think she finally fell asleep. Nope, nope, that wasn't it. Then yes, it was. Nope. Then I'm sleeping, right? And I hear you walk in the room carrying something. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> now, mind you, in you are so stupid in Jackson's room. Well, the, yeah, outside the, of the, Jackson's room. Well, the last time she wanted to sleep with the babies, right? She's like, "Well, let me sleep in here with them to protect them." Right. So I tucked her into Jackson's room because that night. London wandered into Jackson's room and they slept together. So now it's the three of them in the bed. Right. So I see gear now in Jackson's room. Jackson is kind of like he just has a cool room. It's like a a nightish room. So we have these huge uh, statues of knights like, you know. Yeah, like these um, tin statues, if you will, of of, um, knights with swords and shields and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I see gear carrying in this night. (laughs) Like carrying the knight from his room, which which has to be heavy. And she's carrying, struggling, carrying this knight. Now, mind you, I'm still sleeping. I'm still fake sleeping. So, because I'm not making a peep. I'm like, I'm not getting out this motherfucker. You just ain't done this whole time. Nope. You, I'm not even going to disrespect your mama, but I was about to call you an SOB. But I see I see Gia carrying in this, this big ass knight. The knight looks tall in her. She gets the knight in our room. She puts it down. She hops back into bed. So now she's half up, half sleeping. And then I hear her say, that night does look like a regular person. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, so what I'm thinking is that, you know, because a lot of the time mommy likes to sleep. Well, they're in love with each other. Like Jackson and my mother have like this sordid love affair. Correct. Like, he walks her around the house hand in hand and he shows her things. He'll have her on the floor and he'll be playing his cars. Look, grandma, look at this and look at that. And like he is just in love with grandma. So a lot of times he'll go and get her to come and sleep with him. And a lot of times he doesn't want to fall asleep without her. Right. So sometimes she'll wander into his room if mm-hmm. she falls asleep in her room or whatever. So I think thought that possibly and i'm pretty sure in my mind this is what happened she fell asleep in his room and the night on where the side of the bed that she sleeps really does kind of hover over her if she looks up into the left that night is like guarding his closet and it really does look like someone hovering over you looking down at you like in a condescending way i think that she probably fell asleep with that in her vision right before she fell asleep and dreamt what she dreamt. Mm. So when I tucked her into Jackson's room, I looked, I said, you know what? She might've been asleep in here and this might be what's responsible for, you know, these, these hallucinations that she's having or this dream. So I'm like, let me get these statues 
out of the room. So I woke up and Gia was carrying these uh, nights in the room and I'm yeah, foul because yeah. I still act like I was sleeping. You, yeah, you really are. And I seen you carry these nights. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, and then, you know, something... That's, and and you, it looked like you were struggling so bad you had to get outdoor And thanks open. for helping me. You're awesome. You're an amazing That's going to be the name that's of this, this podcast, Gia versus the Night. That's, that, that, that's what it's going to be called. Because <laughs> the way you were carrying that shit and then you got in the bed and you were so tired and then you just said, it does look like a person. Yeah, because you know, I, I put it across the, the room and I kind of got up. I didn't even know you were awake. I got up on my elbow. I'm looking. I'm like, that does look like a friggin' person, like all intimidating and hovering and kind of looks like someone that's going to kill you. Yeah, I'm sure. And then guess what? That was the last time she came into the room. When you moved the night. When I moved the night. My goodness. Well, Thank God we moved that night because she was coming every 15, 20 minutes. Like, yeah, I was, for like I it felt like an mama. hour and a half straight. I'm trying to get some rest. And that's what I, I think I had a party in Connecticut the night before. So I was tired as a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And your mama kept coming in there. I'm like, mama. I'm so glad I have such a great support system. You're awesome. Uh, I, I listened. I, I chuckled. It was funny as shit. Mm-hmm. All right. This, this podcast is going to be called Gear vs. The Night. That's ridiculous. And the night one. Because <laughs> you were struggling like a motherfucker. <laughs> Whatever. All right, well, let's get to the email of the week. And before we get to the email of the week, I want to say uh, shout to everybody that's coming to the show this week. Of Yay. course, this Sunday, we're going to have a great time. It's at the Highline Ballroom. And I promise you guys we will be doing more live shows and more things. And it looks like set the date, mark your calendar for May 13th. Now, May 13th is our anniversary. And it's also Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a brunch, like a Mother's Day anniversary brunch. And you know something? It's kind of cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. the year that we got married, it was Mother's Day. Yes, it was. So the year that we got married, May 13th was Mother's Day. And I feel as though this might be the first time that it's shared Mother's Day again, that May 13th has been Mother's Day again. And I don't really know how that works. So some of you guys might be like, yeah, well, that happens every how many years? I don't really know. But this is the first time that I remember since the year that we got married that Mother's Day and our anniversary happened again on the same time. I could be wrong, but I I like that. I like them sharing the day because that's actually the reason why we picked Mother's Day the year that we got married, because it was kind of like to honor our mothers on our wedding day. Absolutely. So we're going to do a a brunch. Now, this brunch is going to be a a little different. It's not just going to be we sit down and we talk podcasts. No, we're actually gonna party like we're gonna have a good time yeah it's gonna no be podcast. a celebration it's no podcast we're inviting everybody out uh i'll get the um the spot today of where we're gonna do it mm-hmm. so i will be letting you, you guys kind of have an idea though right yeah yeah yeah. i mean it, it's pretty much in stone but i just want to make sure it's like 95 percent, right. mm-hmm. and i just want to get it 100 uh-huh. percent. so just mark your calendars get ready if you're out of town come on down we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be a mother's day brunch they're gonna be uh food there there's gonna be drinks of course dope music and we're gonna be partying yes so it should be a lot I'm excited. of fun. I'm, I'm excited too. I, I like to do things with people, especially our people that, that follow and listen to us. And I think it's always dope when we do things outside of your just normal shit. So I'm very, very uh, excited and happy about this. And um, for the live podcast, if you attended the last one, you know, we had 
fun. And, you know, the topic was sex. And we were just up there having a good time. You guys had a good time. It was laughs. It was jokes. It was informative. And it was, you know, it was a really, really um, great night for us. We all had fun. Mm -hmm. Plan on having fun again. But this podcast, Rashawn and I decided that we we're going to share something very, very personal with you guys that we haven't shared with anyone before. Right. We definitely haven't talked about it on the podcast very consciously. And we're going to share it with you guys that night. And, you know, we try to make the live podcasts a little special, you know, for people that get up and come out. And um, we want to make it I don't want to say a special experience, but we like to give you something a little bit different than what we give on the weekly podcast. So that's what we're going to do that night. Um, can't wait to see you guys. Okay. Butcher Box delivers healthy, 100% grass fed and grass finished beef, free range organic chicken, and heritage bread pork directly to your door. All right. Now, for free bacon, this sounds so funny. For free bacon and $20 off your first box, go to butcherbox.com slash Casey Crew and enter Casey Crew at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash Casey Crew and Casey Crew for free bacon and $20 off your first box. All right. Now, it's simple. All you got to do is hit up ButcherBox.com. You curate your own boxes, including high quality of meats, or you can customize your own box. Are you tired of all that stuff that comes from the grocery store that's not fresh, that's not organic, that you have no idea where it came from? Check out ButcherBox.com. They deliver healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef free range organic chicken and heritage bread pork directly to your door check it out again all right well now let's get to the email of the week okay all right um now the uh subject is can't heal now she says my name is nikki i wanted to start by saying i love the podcast yeah you're my beyonce (laughs) i'll probably faint if i was ever blessed to meet you dj envy your songs are lit that's just to throw in there because she feels I'm here. And she's like, let me just say something nice to Envy. But anyway, <laughs> are you going to tell us why Gia manhandled you in that truck? What? You remember the video of us in uh, North Carolina? When you... oh! <laughs> I already don't like you, Nikki. Anyway, she goes, well, here it is. Oh, that's funny. Me, my now ex-boyfriend were on and off for maybe about 12 years. The relationship has been over for about almost two years now, but I can't seem to heal from it. We were great together, so I, uh, so I thought, and I just don't know what to do. I find myself randomly crying, like hardcore breakdown, and I know that I don't want him because he's done so much. We talked about marriage. We talked about being together. We were in love, at least I thought we were. And then I found out that he was still messing with some girl, got her pregnant, And had a baby, and now they're engaged while we were together. I never see myself. Wait, 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 wait. They got engaged while they were together. I'm sorry. I need you to go back like four sentences. I want to make sure I understand. Okay. Um, we talked about marriage. Mm-hmm. We talked about being together. Mm-hmm. We were in love. At least I thought we were. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that he was still messing with some girl. Got her pregnant and had a baby, and now they're engaged while we were together. I understand. Okay. 
I never see myself with anyone else. If that makes sense, it's always been him. It's always going to be him. I think when I dream, it's of him. When I pray, it's for his happiness and his well-being and the well-being of his child. I feel like I should inbox her and tell her every single thing that he said to me and how he made me feel like I was the one. How could he crush me like that? But as a woman, I couldn't pull that hurt on someone else. Um, I just don't know how to heal my heart. I tried moving on. I tried talking to other people. And it's not that I want him. And I don't feel like I need closure. It's just I've always loved him. And I loved him for so long. And loving him is mm-hmm. all I know how to do. I'm not the prettiest girl. I try to go to the gym, but I guess I'm so unmotivated. It's just frustrating. And any word of advice Please and thank you. I love the show. I love you guys. Just thanks for everything. You helped me get through a lot. Thanks. Hi, Nikki. What's up, Nikki? You want me to start or you gonna start? All right, Nikki. Now you guys have had a, a, a long relationship off and on. So you're just gonna start? You're not gonna let me answer that question? Which one? You said you you, you want to start, or you want me to start, and then you just started. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to start? <laughs> no, you can go ahead. See, I know you. I know you. Like I know you like the fucking back of my hand. No, I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm I'm relating to some of the things that she said. Okay. Now, Nikki, um, now you guys, you said you've been in an off and on relationship for about twelve years and you guys have broken up for two years. So if you were on in an off on and off relationship, that means that it really wasn't working and you were just holding on trying to make it work. Obviously, he was doing other things and maybe you were taking it a little too much serious than he was. Maybe he was feeding you lies, maybe he was planting you lies. But at this point you have to figure a way to get over it. And I know you can say oh people say get over it oh get over it oh go do this go see other people no but you really have to block it out and i understand you saying you want to pray for him and you want to pray for his children okay enough of that all right what i'm gonna tell you you have to pray for yourself you know right (laughs) now you need the healing not him fuck him like what what are you gonna let me talk i I, I just okay i understand 100 percent where you're coming from but you can't tell somebody not to pray for the happiness of others. No, she has to pray for the happy. She has to. She can no. listen. For, hold on. Let me just say, if she feels in her heart that she should be praying for him and his child or his relationship as warped as it sounds, because it absolutely positively sounds warped and a little. I mean, she's an incredibly compassionate person, but if there's something that's telling her to pray for them, even though she was done dirty, she was cheated on, he was having a whole relationship on her and outside of their relationship and spoon feeding her lies and disrespecting her and doing the worst. Anybody that's listening kind of like, you know, the way that you just said would think, well, he's the last person that she should be considerate of or should be praying for. But what I'm saying is from a spiritual place, there's something that's telling her or compelling her to pray for him. I'm All I'm saying is you can't tell her not to pray for him okay. if she feels. Well, I feel you like... You can say that he, maybe he doesn't deserve it, but... Well, I, I feel, me, Rashawn, feel like you should not pray for him. You should pray for yourself and pray for your own healing first. How about as well? No. Okay. Pray for your own self as well. Get yourself together. Get yourself fixed. And then you can start worrying about other people. You can't help or fix or try to even indulge in somebody else's problem without fixing yourself first. And one thing that you said is what really got me open is, and this is what it sounds like. 
it sounds like you feel you're a little insecure by saying I'm not pretty. I don't want to go to the gym. And he was probably you feel like the only guy that was giving you that love that made you feel good. And that's what you miss. You miss the fact that he made you feel good. He made you feel like a woman. He made you feel like a pretty woman. You are a pretty woman. You are beautiful. You don't need him to feel that way. You don't need him to make you feel all good and warm inside. You should make yourself feel that way. That's where we have to start. We have to start with yourself. Fuck him. You know, no disrespect to him. No disrespect to his girl. No disrespect to his family. But fuck them. This is all about you. You have to recover and get yourself strong. So start praying for yourself. Start doing things that make yourself feel good. Don't work out because you want to get revenge on him. No, work out because you want yourself to feel better. Even getting on that detox. Like, Nikki, you hit me in my DMs. I'll handle your detox. I'll make sure you try that detox, you lose weight, you feel good and sexy for yourself. You go out, if you want to go buy, go shopping and get clothes, get it for yourself. You want to look pretty and beautiful for yourself. Fuck him. Fuck his family. If you feel like he did you dirty and he did you dirty, if that's what happened, because we don't know there's three sides to every story. But if that's how you feel, you worry about yourself. Every night you pray, Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for giving me another day. Heavenly Father, I want to know what my assignment is in this world. Heavenly Father, I'm appreciative of my home, my family, my life. You think for yourself. You think for you. Don't worry about him. Like, he, I, I'm, I don't know. We don't know if he's praying for you or whatever. And it doesn't matter. Worry about yourself. Fix yourself first. And then we can worry about the outside world. But you are a beautiful person. You are beautiful. You are sexy. You are pretty. You ain't got to worry about no no motherfucker telling you that or the way that he makes you feel. And that's part of the reason why you can't get over him because you're still thinking of, how, of the ways that he's made you feel. And let me tell you one thing, and this is going to be breaking a guy code. You know, when when men do things like that, the same game he spit to you is probably the same game he spit to her. And the reason that you feel for it is because it feels good. You know, when when I have a rough day, I come and I talk to Gia first. You know why? Because she makes me feel good. You know, I know that if I had a fucked up day or a horrible day, she's going to take that that negativity out my system and just make me feel good. So the first person I run to is not my friend who's going to laugh at me and joke at me and put me down. I want to run to the person that's going to make me feel good. And he was that person for you. But he's not that person for you now. He's with somebody else. So work on yourself. But now, you know, you say F this, F them. Correct. You know, think about you. I said fuck them. Yeah, but go ahead. Right. How? And that's always the question that I pose to you because it's so easy to say, Concentrate on yourself, go to the gym, uh-huh. take care of yourself, pray for yourself. And I love everything that you said. Right. I love everything that you said. And I agree with you 100%. Well, 92%. I just don't agree with, you know, when God compels you to pray for somebody, even if it's your enemy, I think that you do what God puts on your heart. So, That's the only thing I disagree with, but I agree with everything else that you said. But the question is how people, and I mean, she is so representative of so many people that 
want to move on. You know, you're in a relationship with someone, whether it's a solid 12 years or on and off for 12 years or any, you know, prolonged length of time, that person becomes a I want to say your life, but yeah, in a lot of ways, your life, like that person is connected to everything that you're doing or say some way connected to everything that you're thinking. So that person is your life. So when that person leaves, then it's like a piece of your life is missing. A significant piece of your life is missing. So it's like, how do you just forget about that and move on with the rest of your life? Nobody's saying forget about it. While every day you're hurting and, you know, we get a lot of emails, a lot of DMs, and this is a lot of people's sentiment. Mm -hmm. This is how a lot of people feel. How do I move on from a heartbreak? How do I move on from the loss of the person that I loved? They're gone. They're not coming back. And now I feel stagnant. Now I feel like I can't take a step forward. Now I feel like I'm in some kind of emotional prison. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's always, you know, you can tell everybody the stuff that occurs to all of us, you know, like you got to move on, you know, get yourself busy doing something, forget about him. He wasn't worth it. She wasn't worth it. They didn't deserve you, et cetera, et cetera. If they did that, that means that they didn't love you in the first place. Like she already heard all that. You know what I mean? But I think the question is, how do I get out of this emotional prison? Yeah, I mean, it's easy. I mean, first of all, you think it's easy. I'm not going to say. I don't think you want to lead with it's easy. But what I want to say is, is the <laughs> start. Not easy. The start is easy. First, you no, know. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Let me put it this way to you, so you can answer from this point of view. Okay. Let's say that I was a different kind of person, right? Uh huh. Or let's just say I changed. Mm-hmm. Something happened to me in this life, and I changed. And one day. I came home. No, let's say I was a different kind of person and let's say I met somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're freaking solid, right? And you didn't see it coming okay. because you couldn't see it coming because we're so solid. And out of nowhere, I blindsided you and I came home and I told you that it was over. Let's say over time, you saw me changing. Right. You saw me disconnecting from you. Let's say things in our in our life started becoming strained. And let's say our sex life changed. And I wasn't there for you as much. And I wasn't as supportive. And you felt me drifting away. And one day I came home and I told you that I met somebody. Okay. And that it was over. And I was leaving. Think about that loss and how you might feel. And let's say, you know, time passed and it was past the time where you were trying to get me back or trying to get me to stay. And you realized that it was really over and we were done. What would you do to get yourself back on your feet? Okay, well, first of all, if it's in a situation where it's been two years since we've been together, the first thing I do is I would cut you off physically. And when I say physically, I would have to make sure any platform that I would see you, I would have to stop seeing you. Like the first thing that people do is when they break up with somebody, they still stalk their social media, whether it's their Facebook, their uh, 
uh, Instagram, their Twitter, their MySpace. I said MySpace, my Snapchat. That's the first thing I would have to do. I would have to cut you off for all of those. And that's not being petty. That's because I don't want to see you. I have to work on myself. So I would block you from all those social media platforms. So oh, you would block me? Absolutely. You would actually block me? Yeah. That's I would so you. petty. Oh it my is so gosh, petty, but wow. I got to work on myself. I got to make sure I don't see you. Mm-hmm. If I got to heal myself, I don't want to turn on my feed and then I see you. And that's going to put me into a place that says, well, damn, that should have been me. So once I take that out of my st- out your system, that's step one, taking mm-hmm. that out of my system. Then step two is I have to make sure I delete your number from my phone. I have to make sure I block you where you can't call me, where you can't wiggle and weasel back in. And this is saying that we didn't have kids, obviously. Right, if we didn't have kids, right. right. So, and the reason I would do that is because I can't give you the opportunity to come back in my life until I can heal. You know, because all that's going to do is kind of like having a cut and it never really heals. And then you play and it opens back up. Yeah, you keep picking the scab. Right. Right. I can't allow you to pick that scab. So I have to just cut it off until I can heal myself. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much take you off my world mm-hmm. like you you don't exist to me until i can feel better about myself and then from there i have to work on myself feeling better and if if that in, includes talking to a friend if that includes doing something to get my mind off of it and that's doing something positive mm-hmm. whether it's going to the gym whether it is praying whether it is is doing something that i enjoy that is positive like you can't do any of the negative things it can't be i'm gonna go smoke some weed it can't be i'm gonna go smoke a cigarette it can't be i'm gonna drink it can't be i'm gonna eat it can't be i'm gonna do things that are negative because those are worst so it has to be something positive maybe i do like to travel you know maybe i do like to go to museums maybe i do like to go to the park maybe i do like these type of things that are positive that's going to put a positive something in my life maybe i do want to go to church maybe i do want to you know something that i'm into you know i'm into cars you know so what do i do i would go to a car show every weekend where i just look at cars one day it might be about mercedes next day it might be about ferrari then it might next weekend it might be about honda whatever i can do that i enjoy that will take my mind off of that and then when i get to a place where i do feel like i'm healing and i do feel like hey maybe i do want to start dating again then i can slowly wean myself back off you and then start wishing you the best but before then i can't i love everything you said that's very good. Um, I feel for Nicole because she seems like a loving, sweet, compassionate person. Uh-huh. She cares about him. She cares about his relationship mm-hmm. in the sense where she doesn't want to reach out to the female because she doesn't want to put that on her or hurt her, even though this person was involved with her man Mm -hmm. while she was involved with him. That takes a very big person. Um, Just the degree to which she cares about him. And you know what, what bothers me about society, and I'm definitely going to go on a little bit of a tangent because this is something else that I don't know, that just irritates me. And every time that I see it, it just, it bothers me and I know you're probably tired of me even saying it but people I just I feel that they really don't realize how beautiful they really are absolutely and our society is so hell-bent on 
physicalities mm-hmm. and people's looks and people's appearances. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't all want to look good. We don't all want to feel good. We don't put an effort into accomplishing those things. And I do mm-hmm. think that those things are important. But at the same time, we have to recognize our own beauty. Absolutely. And I'm going to be so real with you. Mm-hmm. Beauty is not just how we look. It is who we are. Absolutely. And I'm not really just saying, you know, on the inside, but it's kind of like the saying, and I'm not sure if I'm going to say it exactly right, but, you know, it's like they say that we meet people's energy before they even reach out to shake our hand. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good energy, that's part of your beauty. There's people that I've known that, you know, can be attractive, but they appear so much more attractive when they have a beautiful energy or they're nice or they're kind or they're thoughtful and considerate. That is all part of our beauty. And people in your presence absorb that beauty just as much as the physical you. Right. So people are, I I just feel as though people try to conform to I think these new norms of beauty and it's sad to me. It's really sad to me. You know, like um, what I was going to say that that bothers me is, you know, you have people that are in the public eye and if they misstep as far as their appearance or they get caught in a bad picture. Mm-hmm. It's as though the world annihilates them. Right. They put them on this negative platform and they annihilate them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. It breaks my heart. It, it makes me, when I see it happening, it makes me feel so badly. Like recently, um, Marlon Wayans made a joke about Kim Zolciak. Hilarious joke whatever. And, um, I didn't like it. And I'm not saying that, listen, I understand he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. That's what he does. He pokes fun at people. And I understand, well, if you're in the public eye, you have to be ready for these kinds of comedic assaults. Correct. It kind of comes with the territory. I get it. But what we don't realize is that people, even though they're in the public eye, are people too. Right, absolutely. And they hurt too. Can And I mean, listen, has she had a lot of work done? I think that that's an undeniable, mm-hmm. right? But the picture that was out was a moment. Right. And I think that everybody can relate to maybe a picture taken of you when your mouth is open or when you're in a weird expression and... In that picture, yes, her lips are overdone, um, but it looks like it was freshly done and that the work hasn't settled or it hasn't hadn't healed completely, maybe. All I'm saying is that was a bad moment. Right, that's a bad and moment. And it's like that picture is captured and then it's everywhere. And then she has to look on social media and seeing see the entire world tearing her apart will people accuse her of occasionally being a negative person i'm sure will some people say maybe she deserves it i'm sure but i just kind of feel that nobody really deserves that kind of like when it happened to wendy williams and that picture of her got out and 
it went, it was everywhere. That day I couldn't turn on my Instagram without scrolling past a picture of her in that bathing suit. And everybody was tearing her apart. I want, you know, and I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think we should talk about that in the next pillow talk. And the reason being is, is because I got, I want to go in depth with it. And, and I really want to go in depth about it because I feel totally different from you. You know, Wendy Williams has a job of making fun and shitting on people on her job most of the time. And now, and now when somebody shits on her, you feel bad for it. Well, what about all the people that she shitted on no, and that, listen, that, she, that and, you should feel bad for that no, she's no, done for years? And the same thing with Kim. Kim has done so many, like when I watch Housewives with you, she doesn't seem like the nicest person at times. That may be true. And, and she I, shits and, on and a lot and, of people on that and show. Listen, and I know that that is what, is probably the popular thought so when I just it, mentioned you take it. Wendy Williams. And I understand that. And I understand that if it was somebody else's picture, she would have had it up on her screen and she probably would have torn them apart as well. I know that. That is not lost on me. But for a moment when that happened, I had to feel some kind of compassion because it's all of your flaws right there on Front Street for the world to see and to pick apart and to just throw darts and daggers at you. And that is what she does for a living. And I'm not a fan of the way that she picks people apart and does it on a public platform like that. But I'm not really talking about her. I'm talking more so about the fact that people... They just delight in tearing other people down. The same thing when the, those pictures came out of Kim Kardashian. It was everywhere. And this is a woman that, you know, a lot of her success is based on her beauty. And, well, the, especially the perceived beauty. And that was just shown to be a farce in some respect. And it's put on front street. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And every post, like everybody's tearing her apart because of cellulite and ripples and things like that. And it's like, listen, you know, th- these are real people. Like real people have real flaws. Real people have weight gain. They have cellulite. They yo-yo. They go up and down. Real people are not perfect. A lot of the images that people accept as beauty and things that they see on social media or and I would even say on magazine covers but I feel like magazine covers aren't even important anymore because everything is more so on social media you know when we go to the airport and you ask me babe do you know you want me to get you a magazine I'm looking at you like are you a dinosaur Mm -hmm. like (laughs) I don't need a magazine I have my phone you know what I mean so that's why I'm really just referring to like social media it's just it's sad. I remember when that was happening about Kim Kardashian and I'm not even a fan, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I don't follow the Kardashians. I don't watch the show. I don't really know things about them unless it's like all over my social media. So I'm not saying it from that point of support. I'm not saying it from a point of support for Wendy Williams or for Kim Zolciak. All I'm saying is that the public seems to love when these horrible pictures come out of people because I think one people's sense of beauty is warped and Mm -hmm. people don't seem to appreciate 
real women. And I'm not even talking about, I can't say real people because it's not about men. It's about women. It's like men and women both seem to not appreciate real women and understand that real women have real flaws and have, you know, women's bodies change after pregnancy. You know what I mean? So if you have a woman that you know, has stretch marks or has loose skin or extra weight or things that came along with that, then that's real life. I think with men too. It's not just women. Men men, men go through things as well when they get but a certain age. But men and aren't held down. to the same standard as women whatsoever. No, not, not that. But men go through a lot of problems as well. Of course, no, no. Of course, men go through weight gain and mm-hmm. stretch marks as and well. I've seen and hair loss like that, and yeah. things like that. Of course, but they're not held to the same standard as women. You don't see men altering and doctoring their pics and bringing their waistline in. And I'm sure they putting, are putting their 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 hips out I'm and sure you know doing, doing all of that. Like no, you don't really see that. You don't see it's, it, but I'm sure they are. But what I'm saying is that it's not of even any kind of relative importance or any type of relative degree to which women do it and to the standard of which women are held. And I think that that is because our perception of beauty has changed. And I think that norms have changed. And I think that everybody is kind of used to that build a body that you see everywhere. And women think that that is beauty. It's as though a lot of women don't embrace their own beauty anymore. You know, like you can be straight as, you know, an asparagus, or you can be curvy and you could have big boobs. You could have tiny boobs. You could have a little pouch. You can have a flat ass. You can have a curved, but no matter what you look like, there is beauty there. Right. And I just, I just really feel as though women, especially, but people of course need to embrace their own beauty. So when she says that, you know, I'm not the prettiest girl in the world, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. You're still beautiful. Absolutely. And just based on, her email, you can tell that her spirit is beautiful. And Nicole, you have something that a lot of people don't have. And that makes you special. Empathy, compassion, the ability to pray for somebody that has done you wrong. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people have that. Right. So that sets you apart from other people. And maybe that is what that man loved about you on and off for 12 years. Maybe all of that beauty is what really shined through with you. Now, when it comes to this other person, who knows, maybe something about her distracted him away from you. And I'm going to tell you, Mm -hmm. you seem as though because you were so and you are so in love with him, I think that, and I've said this often, but people appreciate what they have to work for. Mm-hmm. When things are given to people too easily and there's no challenge and they know that no matter what they do, that person is going to be there and waiting and there's no consequence for bad behavior. You put yourself in a boat where that person almost has no choice but to take you for granted. I believe that that is just human nature. If I know that Every day when I come home, my husband's going to be waiting at the door for me. He's going to open it for me and give me a kiss. 
you know, the first few times that he does it, I'm like, oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that's sweet. But by, you know, the 15th time, I'm going to take it for granted. I am going to take for granted Mm -hmm. that when I open that door, he is going to be there and give me a kiss. And guess what? The 16th time is not going to be as special. The 17th time is not going to be as special. The 18th time is not going to be as special because it loses its newness Uh and now it's predictable. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, by the 20th time, if he's like, oh, well, she doesn't seem to appreciate it anymore. And he's not there to give me that kiss. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to open that door and I'll be like, but wait, where's my kiss? Right. And then I'm going to go looking for that kiss. Do you see what I mean? So it's like, I don't think that even if you're in a relationship for how long have we been married? Um, It's going to be. 17 years. Yeah. 17 years on, um, on May 13th. Mm-hmm. And we've been together for 23, 24 years. Even in a long-term relationship that's filled with love and happiness, I just don't think that things should be as predictable. And I don't think that either party should just feel as though everything just kind of comes with the territory. Right. I think that I still want to feel as though I have to earn Rashawn's love and I feel as though he should feel the same way. Every day we need to earn it because it's not there to be taken for granted. So I think that you possibly made things a little too easy for him. And when a person has to stop working towards something, Mm -hmm. I think they subconsciously lose interest. So my advice to you is to take hold and to assert your own importance. Think about you first and what makes you beautiful, what makes you worthy, what makes you important. And like Rashawn said, start doing things to invest in you. Work out not because you want to look good for any other person out in the street. Work out because you want to be healthy because you want to look good for you. Right. Invest in things that interest you. If that's spending time with people that love you and that can invest in you as well and make you happy by being around them, watching movies with them, having dinner with them, going out and doing things with them, do that. Do things that make you happy, but that are also an investment to take the place of the void. Is it going to make you feel the same way? No. Companionship is so important. Right. You know, like I look at, you know, I've had conversations with um, some people that I know, both men and women who are single and actually a conversation I had about a week ago with a male and, you know, he's single and he's like out there living life and he's like, I just don't want a girlfriend. Like he's really just out there sleeping with people and um, <laughs> just, you know, having like small little relationships and mm-hmm. whatnot. And my question to him was, don't you miss the companionship? You know, like laying down next to a warm body at night and watching a simple TV show and cuddling. Like, don't you miss the companionship? Because to me, I'm assuming that's a big part of your loss. Like coming home to somebody, you know, seeing that familiar face every day, laying down next to somebody, cuddling, feeling that warmth and everything. You know what I mean? I don't know how to tell you 
to compensate for that, that I think is something that is just going to have to happen over time. But who knows, by the time that you start to heal from the loss of the companionship, if you've invested in yourself the right way and put yourself in the right positions, you may have replaced him. I know it feels as though it's never going to happen. I think you might've said, I think you said like, he's going to be the person that I love forever. Like you put right. it that way, Something somehow, like that. some way. Yeah. Um, but for me, it gave me the impression that you feel as though he's it for you. He's not it for you. I think that everyone feels that way when you're in love with somebody, mm-hmm. and that's your person and you envision an entire future with them and they seem to fit with you like a puzzle piece. I know that that's your reality, but I'm here to tell you that, no, I think that as irreplaceable as we feel that people are, there are certain people that are replaceable and especially the people that do us dirty. Those people are replaceable. There are good people out there. Absolutely. There are good men out there. There are good women out there. So, You might feel as though nobody's going to love me the same. Nobody's going to look at me the same. It's not true. You just have to give yourself time and opportunity and concentrate on the investment in you. Absolutely. And Nikki, we wish you the best. Hopefully you hear what we're saying and you work on yourself. That's all we're saying. Good luck, hon. All right. Well, again, um, it's time to get up out of here. Yes. All right. I got to go to work and I'm going to I'm going to try to get a little quickie in before we leave. No. Why not? Because, hello, lovely people. Let's see what time. It is 4.27 in the morning. My mezan woke me up. Because I need like seven minutes. He was so busy today. To we could not do the podcast at all on this Tuesday that we had to do it at the wee hours in the morning. I don't get up at this time to go to work. This is This has me all the way out of whack, but I'm happy to be here. But in this case... The fact that it is 427, now 428, like there's no quickies to be had. He is going to take this sip of water and turn over on my pillow and go to bed. I love you dearly, but when you get back home. No, no, a little quick because we got things to do today. So I want this little quickie. But anyway, uh, it's time to get up out of here. I'm going to see if I can get it in right fast. I'm DJ MV. <laughs> and I am Gia Casey. We are the Casey crew. Toodles. Toodles.